You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a podcast all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome back to another episode, my lovely friends. It is I, your host, Rebecca Henson. I am so happy that you are joining me today. It's been a couple weeks since I have put out a podcast episode. My life is a little bit crazy right now. As some of you may know, and if you don't know, my husband and I are moving, and the decision to do this has come about kind of quickly. We had decided months before the virus started that we were well, actually not a month it was literally like a couple of weeks before the virus started uh really going crazy here in on the east coast and the lockdown started we were going to move to california so fast forward obviously the lockdown happened and we have decided to put the west coast on hold maybe we'll never go there maybe we will in a couple of years i don't know but we still wanted to do something different and to change up our lives. So we are moving to Wilmington, North Carolina. And we decided this, I or came up with this idea, I guess. It had kind of been a thought for a couple of years, you know, sort of on the radar. I originally thought that Wilmington was going to be too small for me. Maybe it is. I don't know. But we're doing it anyways. It is smaller than Charleston. But we really need to shake things up and staying here um, was really not a, uh, an option. We just, we, we can't do it anymore. <laughs> and that sounds kind of crazy to a lot of people because I know Charleston is amazing. Don't get me wrong. I love this place. I have. I never even thought that I would ever move. Um, when I came here for college, I loved it so much and I was like, I will never leave. I told my parents that. But things change, the city's changed, and I changed, and I just want to experience something else. Maybe I'll come back, maybe not, who knows, but we are doing it. So we started looking at houses and uh, went up to Wilmington for a couple of days to check them out, found one we really liked, put in an offer, and we are buying a house there. So we're selling our house here, and like I said, this is all within like three or four weeks, <laughs> and it's been a whirlwind. So trying to schedule guests and trying for me to schedule a time that I can sit down and chat um, has been, has proved to be a little bit more difficult than I would have liked. But I'm here today and I am excited to share some of my story. Um, but before we jump right into that, I do just want to say if you have been enjoying these podcasts, uh, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends or your family, um, all the things. And of course, you can sign up for my newsletter at therefinedhibby.com. And yeah, I guess those are the main things. <laughs> um, but so let's jump right into it. So this episode comes about after getting kind of like sporadic messages here and there from different people who follow me or I follow, you know, and vice versa that we follow each other, um, who are maybe want to be health coaches. Maybe they've already gone through some training and they just are trying to take it to the next level, that kind of thing. So I thought that I would just share my story 
and how I got to where I am today. So it's the how and the why, or the why and the how, whichever one, Um, because I'm going to start with the why. (laughs) So the why came about for me from my own personal journey. The reason why I wanted to do this is because of the trauma that I went through and my healing experience. So backtrack about, oh gosh, it sounds really crazy to say it now, but around seven or eight years ago, I found out that I had an autoimmune disease called ulcerative colitis, seemingly out of the blue. Up until that point, I hadn't given much thought to health or nutrition. I'd been athletic, fit, and thin my whole life. I mean, I can literally still wear the same clothes from high school. So like my weight has never fluctuated, uh, you know, more than five to like seven pounds. I've pretty much stayed in that range minus freshman year, which I did gain about seven pounds. And for my frame, that's too much. I'm, I'm five three. So, um, it does, it doesn't sound like a lot if you're, you know, really tall, but when you're short, you understand. (laughs) So, but for the most part, I've been the same size. So in my mind, it was more superficial. You know, I, I thought, that I was healthy, right? I mean, I definitely had signs. Now looking back, I didn't realize they were signs um, that something was not right. But I was also under this paradigm that you go to the doctor and you just get a pill. That will, you know, quote unquote, fix you. I never really pondered the saying, you know, you are what you eat. I also never considered the mind, body, spirit uh, aspect. I never ever thought about how stress can affect your body. That was never ever a thing to me. Um, but honestly, even if I had, it wouldn't have mattered because at that time, you know, I, I was, I considered what I ate to be healthy, you know, little did I know it was certainly the standard American diet. It was a healthier version of this standard American diet. You know, there's probably, there is a spectrum, right? I wasn't just eating Doritos all day, but I was still eating, you know, turkey, fish, chicken, yogurt. Of course, I thought yogurt from a cow was so healthy. I drank organic milk in college. I remember buying that. Uh, was it Horizon or something is the brand? I remember always having that. Um, and I did eat a lot of deli meat, turkey. That was my thing. Uh, looking back, I guess I probably did that because it didn't remind me that much that it was an animal. Like I was never one who ever ate chicken wings and stuff like that. It always freaked me out because it was way too close to (laughs) the way, you know, uh, the animal actually was before it was killed. But anyways, I digress. So, and I ate whole wheat and all these kind of things thinking that I was, that I was healthy. Of course, I ate processed, you know, foods here and there as well, chips and, um, you know, snacks of that kind. But it, it was still, like I said, standard American diet, just maybe less less intense as the people who are just eating like hot dogs and mac and cheese all day. But, um, and I have always loved vegetables. So I give props to my old unhealthier, unhealthy self. I did. I've always loved vegetables. Um, but mixed in was all this other stuff. So back to my illness. Um, after being diagnosed with this, you know, disease, I got on the internet which as we all know, can be a horrific thing because I was horrified by everything that I read. Um, but I did, I did try the, you know, traditional Western, I, I say West, Western medicine, I suppose, not traditional, um, Western medicine approach, which was pills. 
uh, and I tried a few drugs that were prescribed. Um, but long story short, they didn't work. They really made my symptoms worse at that time. And I spent most of my time on the internet searching and Googling, uh, watching videos, reading whatever I could. And I did find that there were other people who had healed. So basically, I started learning more about alternative medicine, holistic health, uh, something, you know, these areas of wellness that I had never been uh, exposed to uh, up until that point. I was full on, you know, you go to the doctor for your ailments and that's it. I never thought, I never knew that there were other ways uh, that you could heal. I never thought about herbs or supplements or, you know, different vitamins and minerals or how you could be deficient in some of them. I never thought about those things. Um, So I deep dived, deep dived off the cliff into this realm and I tried so many different things, so many different things. Uh, I tried, I mean, basically anything that I could find that, you know, was trying to convince me this was the way, you know, there was a specific carbohydrate diet and I don't really know. I didn't really do the GAPS diet, but I was familiar with it. And the last thing that I did before going plant-based was paleo. So I tried the paleo diet because of this uh, girl who actually it had, has, she's uh, not doing well right now, sadly, unfortunately, who um, she had the same autoimmune disease that I did. She uh, was against eating grains. So she was a paleo, didn't eat any grains. So this was really conflicting for me uh, because at that point I was eating brown rice and dang if that doesn't make your life so much harder right I'd already cut out gluten but (laughs) so then you know trying to do this type of diet was meat and you know certain vegetables but no grains so no like oats no rice no quinoa um, none of that which are staples in my diet now and I, I lost a lot of weight. I got really thin. This is a story that I've heard through other people as well. I got really thin. Um, and I didn't get any better. I was eating bone broth. I was eating uh, the things that were on that specific protocol. And I got worse. I got worse and worse. I was severely anemic. I didn't know it. Although, again, I had all the signs. I could barely walk up a flight of stairs without feeling like I was going to pass out. And my heart felt like it was going to pop out of my chest. Um, Because it literally, I would walk up the stairs and immediately, I mean, just a short, just a one story, you know, two story house. And my heart would just race. And I would wake up in the middle of the night with my heart racing. I would wake up in the middle of the night in sweat, in uh, like hot sweat, you know, like dripping from my body. Um... I was really, really sick. So I ended up in the hospital, but right before I went to the hospital, I did go, I traveled to England and I had an alternative treatment that is not allowed in the U.S. unless you have C. diff, which is really annoying. Um, but it's called a fecal microbial transplant. This is when they transplant a someone's healthy stool. 
So healthy microbiome into the patient who, you know, said patient, which being me, who obviously had an imbalanced microbiome, and it recolonizes their intestines, right? So I did this. Um, I had about seven sessions. I was there for about 10 days, a little bit over a week, I think. Uh, I think it was 10 days. Anyways, and I basically had um, an FMT almost every day. Now, this was a really amazing experience, and I have touched about this a little bit in the past, but I was in a setting that was like a spa. <laughs> um, it was a small spa. It was a, a clinic with just one. It was a one-lady clinic. She changed my whole perspective on healing. She did promote paleo at that time. Um, so I got there, I, mainly like fish and things like that. Uh, I don't remember if she was about rice or not, but she, but what she taught me was the mind aspect and the spirit aspect, which I had not uh, entertained until then. Most of the places that I had gone, functional doctors, um, yeah, but yeah, I guess different different functional doctors, and mostly what I had read was just completely all about the the food. What are you putting in your body? Which again, a hundred percent, that is super super important. I'm not dis- dismissing. The importance of that but there are other factors right so she and I would meet every day we would before I would have my FMT we would talk it was like a therapy session you know we talked about and and I will say functional doctors do still touch on this they talk about your childhood um, but they more talk about your childhood like how how were you born were you breastfed were you born vaginally like they ask those kind of questions um, but I feel like she, her name is Allison, amazing. Allison really dove more into the emotional aspect of my life. And it just changed how I viewed everything, you know, which comes full circle, you know, which is how what I believe in now, which is this mind-body-spirit approach. Um, so it was a really great experience. Uh, I come back from England it had helped to a degree, but I've said before, I wholeheartedly believe it would have would have worked and been more effective had I not been deathly anemic when I went and I had no idea. No doctor told me. I had blood work done before I left. Uh, I had two different people look at it who were doctors. I mean, now I know how to read these I know how to read blood work better. Um, but at that point, I didn't. And my ferritin was like a three. I think three or five. Basically, I could have had a heart attack, right? So I come back from England. I'm on a sabbatical for which I had already kind of been. I was working somewhat, which that was causing stress too, right? It's feeling like I needed to work. I wanted to provide for my family, but I really couldn't. And so it was this like vicious cycle of feeling the pressure to work, but not feeling good enough to work. Uh, anyways, so there was that, which again, that goes into the whole mind, body, spirit part of the stress, right? So I come back and I'm on my sabbatical. I'm trying to relax. And like I said, Allison's, you know, my experience with her and, uh, you know, really trying to, um, 
to be conscious about my stress and be conscious about my mind and, you know, positive thoughts, all these kind of things. Um, I was trying to do that as, as well as I could, but I ended up having these weird, horrible, le- like painful, they looked like mosquito bites, but, and they were slightly raised, they were hot. They were these just painful spots all over my legs. I could barely walk. Just insane inf- inflammation, um, which later found out was basically my body was just falling apart. Um, so I go to a leg doctor because there was also some other thing that I was on my knee. It was on my joint of my knee and I couldn't walk. So I go to a leg doctor and they took out some fluid, um, but they couldn't figure out anything. And right before we were going to leave, my husband told the doctor, you know, oh, she had some blood work done. Um, you know, maybe you could look at that and give us some insight. He immediately looked at it and was like, oh my gosh, uh, you could literally fall over dead and have a heart attack. You need to, you know, go home, get your stuff, but you need to today check yourself in to the hospital and go to the emergency room. Like I said, my ferritin was so low, I could have died. Nobody told me that. Nobody in the whole world. So um, fast forward, I go to the hospital. I'm there for three days. I had blood transfusions. Um, and then I had to get iron supplements. I had to get iron infusions for uh, 10 weeks. So very traumatic up until that point. I had never been stayed in the hospital other than the time I was born, <laughs> which I don't remember that very well, obviously, at all. Um, so just uh, mentally being at a hospital is a horrible experience. It is a horrible, horrible experience. You know, especially for my personality, which is I don't like other people waiting on me. I don't like being the center of attention and I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be a sickly. I don't like people looking at me like, oh, you poor thing. And that was also, you know, part of the stress for me is dealing with that, of dealing with people's reactions, of feeling bad for me and feeling sorry for me. I hate that feeling, you know, a lot of us do. Um, so being at the hospital was like, okay, I am done with this. I am done with this paleo crap, which has done nothing for me, but basically put me in the hospital. I don't feel right about it anymore. I had already started watching documentaries about animal agriculture and I couldn't in good conscience do it anymore. So I went whole food plant-based and that was of course a learning curve. I had a lot of new research to do. Um, but it has brought me to where I am today. So it took me some time. And also, like I said, there was the mind, body, spirit approach. I did get to like 90%, but then I had to shift my thoughts to a more positive mindset because I was, uh, I had been so unwell for so long And it's not that I wanted to identify with that person because, of course, I didn't. I mean, no one wants – most people don't want to identify with that. Um, But it was hard for me to really – I mean, I had PTSD, I suppose, too, you know. So it was working through all of that that 
that took my healing to the next stage and working through all my traumas mentally, you know, um, from the past, from my past life, childhood, all these kind of things. I mean, I tried some crazy stuff too. I, I did past life, what is it, past life regression. Um, I like went to this lady and she told me who I was in my past lives, which totally made sense. Anyways, I highly recommend it's fun, even if you just do it for fun, not that serious. But, um, so yeah, that is kind of the gist of that. Now, the how. How did I get to be a holistic wellness and lifestyle coach? I think for a lot of people who who go through these experiences and come out on the other side, I mean, for me, it became this new passion that I wanted to share with others. And I wanted to help others who had been, who were in my past situation. I mean, I almost felt like it was a duty of mine, you know, like I can't take, I can't have all of this knowledge and not use it for some type of good. So for me, it really became the silver lining of my story because I do like to believe that some of our, our experience, I mean, some people will say all of them, I guess. And I, but I, I'm not sure if I believe that, but I do believe that some experiences are meant, are here, are, we go through for a reason, right? I would never be where I am today had I not gone through that. Maybe I would have gotten more involved uh, or maybe I would have become plant-based partially. I don't know, you know? I mean, I like to think so because I am a very empathetic, compassionate person and I love animals. So I think that that was probably bound to happen. However, I don't, I don't know if I would be as into it as I am now. <laughs> had I not gone through that. So I spent a lot of time learning on my own. I became became like an a little bit of an obsession of, you know, reading books, watching documentaries, um, watching YouTube videos, following all of my favorite doctors and you know, taking notes on all the different things they, that they said and, and, it, and then eventually going to school. Um, so I've done several different courses. I did the intro program through the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. Uh, this was one that my, one of my best friends had done and I highly recommend. But I just did the intro because um, – they don't have their their online portal is not well they, I don't even know if they have one actually they didn't at that time um, so they don't really have an online um, education kind of um, setup you know they just have a giant book <laughs> and you print out all of the questions and and on the uh, like syllabus kind of thing and then you are basically self-taught which I I didn't mind that for the intro. I just didn't know if I wanted to do that for two years. I just think that's kind of difficult. So I did the intro um, program with that. I do think it was very helpful just kind of learning the fundamentals of, you know, carbs, protein, um, fats, and special supplements, uh, minerals, vitamins. Like they go over all of that, which was really helpful. So that was the first school that I did. And then the second was that I became a plant-based, certified plant-based nutritionist through Cornell University. 
Now, this program, um, I know I know some people who are doing it right now, I think. So if you're listening, I hope you're enjoying. This was an amazing program. Some of the top plant-based doctors of the world are, are professors or teachers, and they have their videos and their um, little sections on whatever their specific... Uh, niches I suppose whether that's like cardiovascular or cancer and and you know you really learn about the research that's been done um the stats why certain things are bad for us why certain things are good for us and it was a really great program I highly recommend um and I think that you know you don't have to do this you know only if you want to be a health coach I mean I think that anyone could do this just to broaden their their knowledge on plant-based nutrition uh, and just to help you be more confident to discuss it with others because I think you know of course education is the key and when you're when you're well versed and well educated in these topics then you feel more comfortable talking about them with others and helping spread the spread the news you know that you can be, happy and healthy and vibrant on a plant-based diet and you can possibly heal or reverse illnesses I mean at least you know um help them for sure lessen your dependency on drugs and like I said in many cases you can reverse illnesses uh and of course this is going to help in the future for preventing illnesses because I think it's I wish that everyone would get excited about these nutrition and caring about what they eat before illness happens, right? I mean, that would have been great if that had happened to me. <laughs> and I wouldn't have had to go through those experiences. But again, if I hadn't, I would definitely probably not be sitting here uh, recording this podcast and having you listen to it because this podcast came about because of of all that I've been through, right? I mean, I created this podcast to help share what I had learned and to help, um, you know, spread more information and news about, about this lifestyle and to also have on different guests. Cause I love having on different people every now and then, uh, to share their stories. But yeah, I mean, if none of that had happened, I wouldn't be here. And that's kind of the, that's kind of how it happened. <laughs> um, I did, like I said, I did a lot of my own research and reading studies. I mean, I became like a, a scientist or a doctor. This is all, you can find all of this information, you know, these peer-reviewed uh, studies and research papers on the internet. They're all public. Um, so I spent a lot of time looking at different case studies, uh, different papers on microbiome health, um, what certain foods do to our gut health, uh, the research on, you know, dairy and uh, red meat, what it does uh, to the gut microbiome. I mean, I spend a lot of time, uh, probably as much or more on my own, just reading and researching. Um, so that's kind of it. Um <laughs> And here I am. I will say that for those who do want to be 
a health coach or are interested in it, I mean, you kind of just have to do it. Like, I felt like I was never going to be ready. But I feel like this is with pretty much anything you do in life. You just have to put yourself out there, you know? Because you if you wait until you think you're 100% ready, like, you're never going to do anything, right? I mean... I felt like this with pretty much everything that has revolved around my wellness business, uh, whether that was the blog or the podcast or, you know, actually taking clients. I, you just have to, you just have to try. You just have to do it. And I mean, unless you have a mentor or someone who's taking you under their wing or you're working for a company I mean, which that would be great, but a lot of us don't have that. So in that case, you just have to, you just have to do it yourself, you know? Um, But of course, uh, being a coach, I think is, for me, is more about the, the guiding and support aspect, because I think at the end of the day, For me, that's what I really needed was someone who was encouraging and was almost, uh, you know, definitely like a cheerleader because when you are trying to get over some type of illness, you kind of start feeling, you know, uneasy about talking about it with your family constantly or maybe your husband or your spouse or your, or your parents, um, and that's not to say that they're tired of hearing about it, but it's really nice to talk to someone who is unbiased or who has experienced what you've experienced, whether that means the exact illness or just illness in general. Somebody who hasn't been through a, a, a really transformational healing experience, um, you can make it, it makes it harder for them to really, you know, empathize and, and, and obviously, you know, I think that that helps. Um, that's not to say that you have to have had that traumatic experience uh, to be a good health coach, but I do think that sometimes it can help um, with just the connection of you and your client. So I I hope that that is informative and what you... Um, what you were hoping for. I know that there are a lot of different schools out there. So trying to figure out the right path for you, I mean, that is just totally, totally your your call. You know, I can't tell you the right program. There's so many. Um, I can just tell you the one that worked for me and resonated for me. Um, but there's a lot there's so many out there now, you know, so you just have to do your research. Um, you know, you have to see, you know, think about your timeline, how long you want the program to be. Do they have a good online program? If that's the route that you're going, um, obviously there are some cities, if you're in New York or Vancouver or LA, then you're probably going to have a better selection of places, uh, that have in-class um, lessons and lectures, which I would have loved that for sure. I definitely think I, um, prefer being in a classroom setting, but of course that's not practical for all of us because we're not in those cities. Right. 
But there's kind of like the big ones um, you probably heard of, maybe IIN, uh, what is that, Institute of Integrative Nutrition, or um, I know a lot of people who have done that one and liked it a lot. There is um, an organization called NANP.org. It's the National Association of Nutrition Professionals. They have some different, um, let's see, some different, I'm on their website right now. They have a they're approved schools. So these are ones that they, I guess, approve their curriculum. They've looked into them. Uh, the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition is on that one. But then IIN isn't and Cornell isn't. But I obviously uh, know that those are, are really good, have really good programs. So, you know, it just has to be, you have to figure out what you want out of it. Um, what kind of uh, designation you want, I suppose. I mean... For me, my main uh, goal for my clients is, like I said, the mind, body, spirit. I am really here to guide my clients and educate them in what decisions, uh, in decisions that work best for them. Because obviously every person is different. Everybody has different experiences and different um, perhaps reasons why they are not feeling their best. Sometimes it's totally nutritional. Sometimes it could be more of a stress or emotional side. So it's really uh, about coming up with a program that is sustainable and doable for that specific client. So that is how I approach it. Um, like I said, some some people just want to do the food aspect uh, and are just doing, you know, nutrition uh, guidelines, but I like to incorporate all of these things because I really think for me, um, you know, that is the holistic approach in general, which is looking at the body as a whole. Um, I think, you know, everything is interconnected uh, and the holistic approach, you know, is characterized by the treatment of the whole person, taking into account emotional, mental, and physical health. And again, I know firsthand the impact that all of that plays on your body so that's how I want to go about it um but you know if you are looking into this and you want to be a coach you might just want to do the lifestyle side you might just want to do the mental aspect uh I have friends that do all these different things right that some are just more uh focusing on the mental emotional side and helping their clients get to a, a good place uh within their selves. Some are doing more the physical exercise routines. Um, but my approach is certainly all, it's, it's all of those. I, I like to, to address all of it as, uh, you know, for the whole person and for the holistic approach. Um, so that is, that's that. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, about my podcast, I, Again, I would not be doing this podcast had all of that not happened to me. And I am so thankful for this podcast. I've made a lot of really met a lot of really cool people. I have gotten to know some people even better because of it, which is really nice. But I will say, uh, the direction of this podcast, I think, or my view on it has changed slightly. When I first started, I heard from different people uh, who are podcasters 
seemingly successful, quote unquote, whatever that means, successful podcasters who they said, you know, if you have a podcast, you have to only have on people who, you know, either have a book or they have X amount of followers or, you know, it's kind of like this quid pro quo kind of, uh, you know, approach to it, right? That you can only have on people who are going to do something for you and that can bring you more listeners. Now, I totally get that idea, right? I mean, obviously I want, I would love to have more listeners. I would love to, for it to grow. I mean, it has grown, but I would love for it to grow faster. I mean, everybody, everybody wants that no matter what your, you know, kind of business you're, you're running. But I know that getting caught up in that can is exhausting. And I started feeling this way, um, I don't know, a couple of months ago, just kind of reevaluating what I wanted for this podcast because I, when I started it, that was not how I felt about it. I really wanted it to be this awesome thing, side thing that I was doing for fun and having on people that I wanted to talk to, no matter who they were or what they could provide for me. It was all about having meaningful conversations with people who I genuinely want to talk to, want to hear their stories, want to learn from, uh, and recording that and having that information out there for others to listen to. But as time went on, it just, you know, like a lot of times you can start putting more pressure on yourself and the pressure to have on, you know, certain types of people. And I'm, I'm over that kind of mindset. Um, and I'm over having, like, trying to get on people who I don't genuinely feel good about. At the end of the day, you just have to be true to yourself. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how many followers you have. I don't care if you have a book or 10 books. I mean, sure, you can have those things, but I'm not only seeking out those type of people if I don't, you know, if they don't resonate with me. You know, if we don't click or their energy doesn't feel good to me, I'm not going to just have them on just because they have a bunch of followers. I mean, now again, I have not really done this approach at all, but it has been in the back of my of my mind because of some of the things I've heard. So I just wanted to share that because it's been something that has been on my mind. And through all this COVID stuff, you know, the podcast has been um, a source of anguish a little bit just because I haven't been able to sit down and have my meaningful conversations that I like um, in person. And I, I don't mind doing remote podcasting however it's not as fun I mean I've said this before it's just not it's just not as fun I want to sit down with people but okay so I am very excited about moving to Wilmington because I'm gonna have a whole new a whole new city of like really awesome people to find and connect to and the this is one of the great things about the podcast is it's an an excellent way to connect to people that you don't even know. It's just like reaching out to them and being like, hey, would you be open to being my, on my podcast? And then what happens? Then we meet, 
then possibly we become friends and it's awesome. But yeah, I am excited for the new adventure that lies ahead of me. And I hope that you have many things, fun things in the future for you. Um, You know, part of my healing was definitely my daily gratitudes and recognizing all the things that uh, areas of my life that I have to be grateful for, which I felt like I had done that before, but not to the level that I do now. So I hope that you do that as well. And I know you have so much to be thankful for just listening to this podcast and having the time and the capability, the technology to listen to this and connect is something to be grateful for right there because, you know, we live in a crazy world and a crazy time and so many people do not have that luxury. They don't have the means to and they don't have the time. Um, So one more thing for us to all be grateful for and to not forget. So I hope that you have found this episode helpful or informative or fun or interesting, whatever. (laughs) Please uh, let me know if you have any specifics that you would like to listen about, uh, about my life. I don't know, kind of like ask me anything thing. If you would like me to dive into more about my story or my, um, you know, childhood upbringing, I don't know, those things definitely played a role in, you know, my illness, just my personality. Uh, I'm definitely a type A. I'm a little high strung, (laughs) not as high strung as I used to be. Definitely more laid back because I realized I needed to be. (laughs) Um, But those are things that I definitely uh, know affected my, my body kind of, you know, not working at its highest peak. And these are things that I continuously have to work on as well. I mean, you know, I've said before that wellness is not a destination. Like being well is is not a destination. You never really achieve it. It's always a work in progress. We're always a work in progress, right? We're always evolving. We're always changing. We always need, uh, have different needs, different seasons, different times of our lives, you know, depending on what's going on. And it's just learning how to, to manage and, and, you know, evolve. So I am always changing, um, and always wanting to learn more. So again, thank you so much for listening. And if you've enjoyed this, please be sure to like subscribe and share as I always say, and I appreciate you so much. You are a light in a world that is got a lot of darkness. So Don't forget that and uh, try to be the beacon of light and hope for others. That's all we can do, right? Let's try to be the best version of ourselves and, and help those around us. So until next time, my lovely friends, peace and plants.